Welcome to the Winner's Guide to Losing Football Bets. I am your host, Paul. We have finally reached the four remaining teams. The four best teams. Not just because they made it to their respective championship game, but because I truly believe any one of these four teams could have won the Super Bowl and people wouldn't have been surprised. All four teams were having special seasons. Mahomes, Burrow, and Hurts look to be franchise quarterbacks who will have long careers and multiple championship opportunities, while Brock Purdy was putting value on the title of Mr. Irrelevant, looking to be the first rookie quarterback to win a Super Bowl. And while only one of the championship games was any good, the Super Bowl was exciting, and all four teams looked to make it back to this point while taking the next step forward, or in Kansas City's case, maintaining the top of the mountain. Team 29, the Cincinnati Bengals. There is nothing like a franchise quarterback to help change the trajectory and the image of a franchise. Two years ago, Joe Burrow was coming off an ACL tear, which occurred during his rookie season when Cincinnati selected him with the first pick in the draft. Now we view the Bengals, as does Joe Burrow, as championship contenders every year. I'm not a huge fan of head coach Zach Taylor, but the players love playing for him, and ultimately, sports are about wins. I'd love to see him clean up some of his decision-making, but as long as Brandon Staley is in the league, Zach Taylor has a pass. Offensively, there was only one Joe Cool in the league, and that was Joe Montana. However, Joe Burrow's in-game and off-field demeanor might have surpassed Montana's as king of the cool. Joe Montana himself has even stated he is happy with the moniker being passed on to Burrow. And for a quarterback who had never lost a championship game in his life until last year, he still handles defeat as a lesson to learn from, not mourn. If Cam Newton had half of his senses, he'd still be in the league rather than making social media posts about naming 32 QBs better than him. I could probably name 50. Now, Cam Newton never had the receivers Joe Burrow gets to play with, and there is no better trio in the league than Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, and T. Higgins. This is as fine of a group as the league has ever seen. And if you need to sacrifice, say, a Joe Mixon to keep this group together, then you do it. Speaking of Mixon, he was a Joe who couldn't keep his cool and now faces scrutiny on a team needing to create cap space for future extensions for other Joes on the team. Defense. Cincinnati was sneaky good defending the run, but struggled against the pass. There wasn't much investment in free agency on this side of the ball, despite a strong salary cap position. But with future extensions to Joe Burrow and their receivers, Cincinnati looked to the early rounds of the draft to address some of their needs on defense. Time will tell how these players can help the team, but from my seat, they made moves where they could. Projection. Baltimore re-signed Lamar Jackson and added a few pass catchers 
and a new offensive coordinator. So this division isn't going to be handed to Cincinnati. But Burrow is a veteran, even if still on a rookie contract. As he goes, so goes the Bengals. Joe Burrow is Joe Cool. 100% making the playoffs, 100% winning the Super Bowl this next year. Team 30, the San Francisco 49ers. Since 1981, the 49ers have played in 16 conference championship games, which amounts to an appearance about once every three years. No other team in the league has more conference appearances than the 49ers, who have a total of 18, and 16 games in my 42 years as a fan. I try to recognize the special gift I have been bestowed. As I have mentioned with the Lions, owners of only 12 playoff games, San Francisco has played more championship games than Detroit has playoff appearances. Yet, in championship games, San Francisco is merely 7-11. and 11. As a fan, I have watched three Super Bowl championships, two Super Bowl losses, and eight championship game losses. I can deeply recall all ten losses, and while the three championships occurred before I was legally an adult, I have decided to enjoy the thrill of the chase and the memorable players and moments only a deep playoff run can create. Offensively, there is no offensive mind spoken in the same light as Kyle Shanahan and the Shanahan offense, which is an extension of Kyle's father, Mike Shanahan's offense. As elite of an offense as it is, it is only as successful as its selfless playmakers. George Kittle speaks to his love of pancaking defensive ends. Brandon Ayuk is one of the best downfield blocking wide receivers in the league. Kyle Juszczyk is the best blocking fullback in the league. Debo Samuel will line up wide or from the backfield, and Christian McCaffrey will do the same, but vice versa. No player complains about touches. No one demands more looks. The much maligned offensive line was top 10 in sacks allowed and moved on from a right tackle who allowed most of the pressure on the quarterback. Not drafting a lineman tells you the faith John Lynch and Kyle have in the line, for better or worse. The question mark here on this side of the ball is, when will Brock Purdy be back? And was his 2022 season a mirage of the beginning of great things? The quarterback debate in San Francisco has dominated off-season chatter since Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't hit one deep throw in the Super Bowl in 2019. Since then, San Francisco has been rumored to be after Tom Brady, then Aaron Rodgers, then Tom Brady, then Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, Tom Brady could unretire again, right? Like, that's still an option. Trey Lance has been viewed as a bust, and I can't deny that his injuries and how he has looked when he has started haven't been warm moments. However, he was given a redshirt year. He was then given the starting job. Everything was set up for him. But what do competitors need to grow? They need turmoil. They need a challenge. And Trey Lance has that now. Over the next three months, the league will see if Trey Lance can be an NFL quarterback. 
now that he is challenged with being relegated to third string behind Sam Darnold. Defensively, San Francisco loses a defensive coordinator every other year and still gets better on defense. This year should be no different, despite being rated number one in points and yards allowed last year. How is this possible? San Francisco was rated as only the 20th best defense in pass yards allowed. New defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes' specialty is in the secondary. The defensive philosophy will look the same, but Wilkes does love to blitz more. And with another year for Diamador Lenore and Sam Womack, the secondary should benefit from expert coaching and Javon Hargrave and Nick Bosa wrecking the opposition's offensive line. What is even more enticing is San Francisco lost most of their free agent D linemen, but still might be better this year after signing Clellan Farrell as he likely wasn't used appropriately in Las Vegas. I like Farrell and second-year edge Drake Jackson to really show some ability this coming season and finally give San Francisco that truly devastating defense it has been on the cusp of being. Projection. The last four years, San Francisco has had a top 10 defense. The issue with how far the team goes is who is under center. Unlike previous years, I'm actually least concerned with this area for one simple reason. Brock Purdy has set the standard. In order for Lance or Darnold to supplant Brock, they need to elevate the offense beyond what he can physically do. And he does have physical limitations that both Trey and Sam possess. This might be the best quarterback room in the NFL, where all parties are truly there for each other and will do what they can to be great teammates. I've already seen it with Brock and Trey and how they interact with each other. Trey has even stated that Brock is the starter, not in defeat, but in acknowledgement of achievement. He knows the road in front of him, and Sam Darnold will still only be 26 on opening day. Any one of these quarterbacks could establish themselves as 10-year quarterbacks for San Francisco. And in a best-case scenario, all three do, giving the 49ers great trade value. However, there is the unfortunate scenario in which Purdy doesn't heal, Trey still needs reps, and Darnold was destroyed by Gase, and the 49ers have no starter play more than five games next year. I will give San Francisco an 80% chance of making the playoffs because when have quarterback issues not been a problem in the Bay? Team 31, the Philadelphia Eagles. Can we stop talking about the Philly Special as some great moment in sports history? Let me define why the Philly Special is overrated. Point number one, the Patriots ran almost the exact play earlier in the same game. It was an incomplete pass to Tom Brady, but it was the same play. Point number two. It occurred in the second quarter. Yes, it was on a fourth down play, but it wasn't as if either offense was stopping each other. This was the first time in Super Bowl history where both quarterbacks had thrown for over 200 yards before halftime. No team was stopping the other, regardless of trick play or not. Point number three, 
Similar to point two, this particular score was not the direct result of a win. In fact, if you remove the touchdown and extra point and maintain all other scoring, the Eagles still win by a point. And if you just kick the field goal, you'll win by four. Now, this is not me shitting on the team that just knocked my team out of the playoffs. But what I actually feel is missed from this game was the play of Nick Foles. There was a huge contrast between Foles and Brady in difficulty of throws in this game. Tom Brady was airmailing passes to wide open wide receivers, while Foles was hitting dudes on dimes who were well covered. Foles had to be far more accurate than Brady, and all anyone could talk about was the same play the Patriots ran to end the first half of a game that ended with both teams scoring more in the second half of the game than the first. Give me a Franco Harris and the immaculate reception that won a game in the final seconds. Give me a Dwight Clark and the catch that won a game in the final seconds. Give me a Stephon Diggs and the Minneapolis Miracle that won a game in the final seconds. The Philly special, like the Philly cheesesteak, is an overrated concept perpetuated by people that are trying to sell you something you don't need. Offensively, I do want to see the scenario where J.J. Smith-Schuster doesn't get the holding called against him where the Chiefs kicked the field goal to take the lead, but with a minute remaining on the clock, because I wanted to see the magic Jalen Hurts was wielding all game. While I deeply enjoyed this game as a football fan, we were robbed of the cherry on an MVP performance by Hurts. Now maybe he throws an interception, or is sacked on fourth down. We don't know. I won't debate if the call should or shouldn't have been called, but come on. I just want to watch what what the other scenario played out. Let ball players ball. And to that end, Jalen Hurts had Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown as options. Options he still has today. However, the running back room has shifted dramatically. Gone is Miles Sanders. But in comes free agent Rashad Penny, a whisper away from another season-ending injury and trade acquisition DeAndre Swift, a breath away from missing five games for random ailments. So most of the running game may come down to Jalen Hurts again. However, doesn't it feel like the chagrin of Seattle and Detroit fans that both players will play the entire season and see their massive potentials realized on one super team? It's a great thought, but hardly ever realized in the NFL world. Defense. Much has been made of the Eagles' 2023 draft, and while on paper it looks solid, I won't make the George Kittle mistake of creating locker room fodder. What was missed in the NFC Championship game was San Francisco being able to use their run game against a below-average run defense to help open passing lanes and shots down the field. Philadelphia negated this by destroying the elbow of Brock Purdy. So, you know, checkmate. But the Eagles' run defense was a liability. Then they decided to draft every Georgia front seven player to fix that situation. There is some age in the secondary, 
but this team inside of the ball are a solid, if not a top three unit. Projection. Philadelphia returns everyone of importance, and those they couldn't, they drafted to replace. However, there is one big area of uncertainty with this team. Coordinator, offense, and defense. Offensive coordinator Shane Steichen went to the Colts, and defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon went to coach the Cardinals for some dumbass reason. Two years ago, Nick Sirianni was calling offensive plays for the Eagles before that was stripped due to his ineffectiveness. And when Shane Steichen took over, so did Jalen Hurts. I can't imagine too much of a drop-off, but bringing in two new coordinators can be an issue. This is still the Eagles' division to lose, as Mike McCarthy and Dallas aren't ready, because McCarthy is a loser. I give the Eagles a 100% chance of making the playoffs, and a 100% chance they will play the Bengals in the Super Bowl. Team 32, the Kansas City Chiefs. Andy Reid, who couldn't win in the land of cheesesteaks, dominates in the home of barbecue. I have always found it hard to root against Andy. He's the uncle we all wish we had, unless you're a Philadelphia fan, because let's face it, Philadelphia fans are terrible. They are the worst group of people in the sports world. There's no other explanation for the popularity of the Philly special other than self-important blowhards who don't understand the intricacies of the sport. And I know they don't understand because they boo their own players when they fail to create a special moment. So they need to cultivate erroneous memories to a play that was as creative as a play that occurred one quarter earlier. Back to the Chiefs. I do find it obnoxious. They still do the chop. Unless you're simulating chopping up delicious pork ribs slathered in some of that delicious Kansas City barbecue sauce, then move on. Stop holding on to antiquated ideas and ideologies. You can chant whatever you want. Needing to chant what your racist grandfather chanted doesn't make it okay. Offensively. If the Shanahan offense is the father of offensive play calling, then the Andy Reid offense would be the mother. And like most old-timey male-female gender roles, the father was always the strict disciplinarian, while the mother was more adaptive and fun. Such is the difference between Shanahan and Reid. Shanahan expects his plays to be followed to the letter, while Andy Reid seems to create plays in the middle of the game, which is why Patrick Mahomes is the perfect quarterback in his system an adaptive, multi-talented passer. If you want to understand how strong this duo is, they traded the most dynamic receiver the league has ever seen, then went and won a Super Bowl without a receiver anywhere near like him. Sure, Travis Kelsey is still the best pass-catching tight end in the league, but they will need to find someone who can spell and eventually replace him as he is 33 years of age. I would talk about running backs. And even though Isaiah Pacheco was another incredible seventh-round rookie find, Andy Reid has rarely cared for running the football, but for running backs to receive it out of the backfield. Defensively. My belief is Andy Reid finds players on defense 
whose only skill is to not lose football games. How quickly did he trade D. Ford after he jumped off sides in a, in a pivotal game against the Patriots? Generally average, not the highest rated group, a few great moments, but in the context of a season, a Kansas City defense is just average. The best part of an Andy Reid defense is they know the Kansas City offense will eventually be on the field. It removes the pressure of needing to make a play. They can play loose, fast, and occasionally reckless because they know they have Patrick Mahomes on the other side of the ball. Projection. With Tom Brady gone, Patrick Mahomes is the face of the NFL. And while Joe Burrow said as long as he is on his team, the Bengals' window is always open for a championship, Mahomes could have said it first. Patrick Mahomes just wins. Andy Reid just wins. Kansas City is 100% making the playoffs for the next five years. Next episode. This ends team evaluations going into this next season. The next episode, I will evaluate recent drafted rookie offensive playmakers and how they might contribute from a fantasy football standpoint to their teams and potentially yours. This is Paul for the Winner's Guide to Losing Football Bets. See you next time.